Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, uh, February, wait, Tuesday, February 28th. Last day of February here in 2023, 49 degrees, feels like 45 winds, uh, some miles an hour out of the east. I'm your host, Jack Riggins, restoring American values and bringing common sense to the capital city. Johnny Cadillac is executive producing the show. Oh, he's chewing think, on the mic, folks. No, I, I think he's it's... Chewing, he's, knob, he's just chewing on the mic. No, I'm talking now. I think it's just now an everyday occurrence that you say something in your intro that cracks me up. Every time, and maybe it's just that moment where I find it funny, but today is no different. Well, I think it was just your, oh, wait, it's it's Tuesday when you go from February. Well, trying to bring common sense to not a very common sense place right now in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, <laughs> or who's ever listening. Always interesting stuff. Uh, second segment, we'll have Brian Blade, promoter for the Midwest Wrestling Association. You know, uh, Johnny loves that. He uh He's out there doing that in his uh, passion, and and I, I enjoy wrestling and uh, enjoy bringing Brian on uh, to talk a little bit about their program. I sadly have to report he lost his heavyweight title, uh, mm-hmm. but he will be promoting uh, what they've got going on. We look forward to that. Uh, sort of a Twitter Tuesday. I've been digging through Twitter all day trying to find things, but I, I think probably the lead story, um, and I don't believe we have an update. I know KLIN, we certainly haven't published anything yet, um, is something that, you know, was in the public sphere nationally, kind of drowned it out, then kind of came back. But it's right here in Nebraska. And that is that uh, our very own Attorney General, Mike Hilgers, uh should be or did, and we're waiting for an update, um, did is talking about uh, student loan debt forgiveness at the Supreme Court. That's a big deal, folks, in the case Joe Biden versus State of Nebraska. Uh, There's also um, two students that are arguing the president doesn't have the right to implement the policy. So to summarize, what it is is uh, attorney generals for six states, including Nebraska and Iowa, have said... You know, that's nice that President Biden announced that. Uh, Hey, we're going to forgive all or a portion of student loans for 43 million eligible borrowers. Uh, Their contention is that he doesn't have the authority to do that. And so it is being heard, if you will, at the Supreme Court. So number one, um, congrats uh, to the state of Nebraska and Attorney General Mike Hilders for, you know, making a case that goes to the Supreme Court. Uh, You don't have to be very, you know, great in your understanding of the law other than to know when things go to the Supreme Court, they are big decisions. And the people that bring them, and it makes its way uh, to being heard by the Supreme Court, affects a whole lot of people. (laughs) Basically, the entire United States of America, the law of the land, if you will. 
And so that is big. I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. They're probably waiting for um, to see how it pans out. Uh, Numbers-wise, there's an estimated 370,000 Nebraskans um, that stand to receive anywhere from 10,000 to 20,000 in student loan forgiveness. So that would be like eligible under the plan that uh, Biden was talking about. Johnny and I have talked about it a couple of times um, because he falls in that age group where he would be eligible. I certainly uh, did not, you know, in my late 40s, folks. uh, Yeah, I paid my student loans, uh, so I fit into that category as somebody that, you know, just did kind of the standard up until this point plan. Um, I've given my thoughts, which is I don't understand how anyone could think that in the uh, mid to long term, that is a good plan, uh, given um, that the simple fact is, you know, when you borrow money, you pay money back. Uh, If there's consequences, in the end, if the government is saying the debt's absolved, that means it will be carried on to the taxpayer at some point in time because you just can't dissolve money. And I think it sets a bad precedent Uh, For the people that would essentially, you know, have agreed to loans and then, uh, oh, yeah, great. I I don't have to repay them. It sets them up for a bad um, kind of view of of how the world slash America works. Now, is it a near-term win for those people? Yeah. I mean, of course it is. Is it a good deal? For those people? Well, how could you not think it is if you're one of them? Of course it's a good deal from their perspective. Um, but, as I've said before, what does that mean? Are we going to have like a four to five year gap where people get their loans paid? Because we're not going to do this forever. And then another generation, say your kids, my kids, they have to pay again. So, again, like a lot of things with the Biden administration, Democrats in general, hey, we're going to do this great thing. It's not founded in any reality. It sounds good to a certain demographic. You know, in this case, student, you know, uh, a certain age group of students that have loans, um, just like, you know, everybody come to America. Right. I mean, well, it doesn't actually work out that great or, oh, we're going to we're going to change, you know, trans lives. Oh, we're going to change, you know, minority lives. You know, a lot of a lot of promises that if somebody like Mike Hilders in the state of Nebraska and six other states say, yeah, let's 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 talk about this in the courts and the legalities of it. And so it's going to be interesting. Um, I applaud him for taking the case as well as the five other states or six other states. And I'm curious to see where it goes. Um, I know Johnny, and and I'm sure everybody's had one. Sure, they'd like to not have to pay that. But I would also say that most of them are also, that I've run into, are willing to pay it. Because if if that does happen, that they have to pay it, then they'll pay it. Because that was the original plan. Myself included. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Johnny. Um, but I, again, this is not something that, uh, you know, higher education, if you will is something that's earned. It isn't something, you know, uh, 
that we just go and give. And there's a lot of back and forth of whether a college degree has been watered down over the years. I'm not the expert to say that. I think that where you really look at that is the workforce and how much after college, right, uh, people and studies are making and earning as well as what is going on with our national economy and how much we're producing. And so, you know, um, I would just say that in the end, if you want to go get a four-year degree, there's many ways to earn that. Um, and student loans is a way to do that. And then you pay it back. So don't see really any logical reason why uh, the U.S. government, hence taxpayers, should just bail you out of that. And I see people making a lot of arguments. Oh, well, we did the PPP. We did this. Well, I mean, that's a different program, folks. Um, you know, during during the crisis, you know, and I think each one is looked at a little bit individually. This one, we have a history over a long period of time of, of looking at, you know, I can tell you um, I wasn't a fan of big businesses being bailed out during the 2008 crisis. I'm absolutely against it. You can't run a business and run it ethically and morally and it causes the entire <laughs> world economy to collapse. Done. Honestly, I would have rather seen all of America go through the pain of rebuilding than to say, well, it's too big to fail. We're going to give you taxpayers money. Right. So, I mean, I look at each one um, kind of individually as I understand them. I'm not an expert. Legislature here just has me. <laughs> uh, okay. We 800 bills. They went through committee. I don't know how many are on the floor, folks, down here in Lincoln. But one thing that is clear, specifically being led uh, by Senator uh, Kavanaugh, it appears, uh, Megan Hunt as well. Well, I guess we're just not going to pass any bills. So instead of democracy working in the way it's supposed to where the bills are put we go to committee the second house has gone down there on both sides and argued for and against uh bills have moved from committee to the floor um she is now full attacking and essentially going to just keep talking so that nothing gets passed i mean that's her stated goal she was on national shows today talking about this and you know, what does that say if you're an elected official on either side of the political aisle and you're not willing to legislate? Right? I get it. You don't agree with some of the bills. But I've said before, all of us have to compromise. And I have explained how I think in the case of the Let Them Grow Act, excuse me, um, not let them grow um, the heartbeat. That's a that's a conservative compromise. Conservatives could be going all out to a ban abortion, and they're not. And that's fair um, with regard to let them grow, as well as uh, you know protecting uh, women's sports. Listen, you 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 go and you legislate, and right now it seems that conservatives have a 
more of a majority on some of these thoughts in legislating uh, than Democrats. So to stand there and say that you're not only going to slow it down, but bring everything to a screeching halt so that we can't legislate. Well, what are you doing there? That's your job is you're not going to stop it. You're going to continue to burn a culture war and, you know, inflame things that the majority of constituents, meaning the entire state, right? Um, feel strongly for for what to make a stand i mean to gaslight just because you didn't get your way politically that's not our system senator that's not the way our system functions but Again, I understand the passion behind it. I've interviewed a lot of different people with different takes. Um, And while I think that there are some quote-unquote conservative victories going on around um, some of the issues currently, that doesn't mean that you aren't having victories. Democrats aren't having victories. Democrat things aren't being heard or moved along. And so in the end, I think it's your job and everybody's job down there to find the compromises and vote on it and get the legislation done. Which, oh, by the way, there's another session, you know, next year and the year after that. And and hence our system moves forward where things can change, be adjusted. If, in fact, the majority of people and uh, voting elected representatives don't like it. But to sit there and say that you're going to and obviously you have you know, stop the proceedings and just continue on, it it really is not a good look for an elected official or someone that, well, if we don't get our way, we're just going to stop. But, again, I'm not blowing smoke. You do represent the same group when they haven't got their way and have falsely thrown riots and burned cities down caused $10 million damage here in Lincoln, Nebraska, most recently went and vandalized with hate speech here in Lincoln, Nebraska. You you do represent that group, and you are acting like that on the state's legislative floor. I bring it closer home to Lincoln, and we have a mayor that does the same things, supports the rioters supports a full COVID agenda, continues to champion emergency declaration of COVID that's on day 1,082. Even though at this point, contrary to others' opinion, professional opinions, censorship on other opinions and conservatives, masks are ineffective, the vax was ineffective, myocarditis is real. A lab leak did cause COVID. All of these things are true. But if you don't get your way, you're just going to shut down the legislative process. The process which is how we compromise and keep our democracy from going crazy. Yeah, it's just, I think, sad. So, you know, kudos to A.G. Hilger's. You know, making an argument. We'll see where that goes on student loan debt. 
shame on Senator Kavanaugh or other Democratic colleagues for just saying, if we don't get our way, we quit. I just assume you move out of the country. <laughs> 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. All right, folks, talking about um, A.G. Hilgers here, Nebraska versus Joe Biden and uh, student loan debt. I'm sure there'll be an update as that kind of all pans out. It may be happening right now. I just don't have it in front of me. Um, that'll be interesting. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the show talking about uh, different ideas on that, for and against. Uh, but I think more importantly is, you know, looking at our legislature and, and all the different bills that have put forth and, you know, people trying to legislate, you know, what we sent them there to do. And we have Democrats. Uh, you know, just losing their minds, okay? Refusing to compromise, refusing to let the process go. Um, I mean, I guess if Democrats are proud of that stuff, you know, yay. Good for you. You can throw a hissy fit. Um, it just shows more how you're out of touch with, you know, a lot of Nebraskans. Um, unfortunately, here in Lincoln, uh, we live under some of the same kind of fake gaslighting stuff. It's It's unfortunate. Uh, tweet of the day before we get to Brian Blade, uh, next segment, uh, promoter for the MWA Midwest Wrestling Association, uh, goes to me. I have a really legitimate question. I'm going to have to find an expert in drugs. Um, fentanyl keeps coming over the border with our historic, uh, historic first time ever, the numbers of people coming over. Um, in Southern California, they found 232 pounds of, uh, fentanyl lethal doses enough to kill 50 million people. And you know, we found fentanyl in Lincoln, and I've read how many people get killed. It made me start thinking is it possible that all this fentanyl being brought in will one day find its way into public spaces as a poor man's dirty bomb? Weaponized, so to speak, AKA Scarecrow from the Batman series. For those of you that need a visual, I don't know. I don't know if fentanyl can do that, but we hear a lot the officers that have to pick it up. It could be very dangerous stuff. So I don't know. Could be a sick, twisted way for people to de- destabilize the United States of America. Call me weird, but I was thinking of it. 1,499, 3 Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, we're back here. Second segment, Tuesday, February 28th, last day of February. Then we'll get to March. Was it always windy March or windy April back in the day? I don't know. Either way, it's a nice day. Once again, I'm going to call each one of them out when I remember to because I'm tired of the winter and I want spring to get here. 
Uh, waiting for Brian Blade to call in uh, from the Midwest Wrestling Association. Uh, Going to continue to talk about uh, some stories. I thought this one was interesting uh, right away on KLIN.com. <laughs> Lincoln Man cited twice for DUI in four-hour span. Number one, I've always, I've noticed, uh, as we're supposed to be careful with our language here on the radio, for certain uh, alleged, certain alleged crimes, we have to say alleged, uh, <laughs> but I've always noticed with DUIs and traffic stuff, we always just say cited. But can't we say so-and-so was allegedly drinking under the influence? We always say cited. When it comes to like a traffic thing, uh, we always we do, we don't say the word alleged. But if it's say like a robbery, like the NEGOP or breaking, we say alleged, um, or we say alleged sexual assault or alleged, uh, you know, robbery. Uh, interesting. Anyway, this gentleman, he really did it up. I mean, I, listen, drinking and driving is idiotic. Uh, I I think almost every adult would uh, agree with that statement, but I would also submit that way more than we think people have have done it, and that's not good. And uh, you know, yours truly, it's it's not a good thing. It's 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 a terrible mistake. But I do think that culturally, Americans uh, do it more uh, than we care to admit. <coughs> Nonetheless, uh, this individual. 9.50 on Monday night, he blew a point one four five. so, you know, over the legal limit by a ways, and uh, he was released uh, to a sober person, and he just said, no, that's not enough. I'm going to go home or go wherever, and I'm going to keep drinking, so again, at one forty in the morning, just a mere four hours later, he was identified again <laughs> by crashing through a chain link fence and was taken to jail where his blood alcohol was now two and a half times the legal limit. So I guess, Mr. Steckley, if you uh, could get a Darwin Award, uh, you would get a Darwin Award for that. Allegedly. Getting two DWIs in a four-hour span here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Well, thank you, LPD, for getting him off the street. And Mr. Steckley, uh, listen, you can get help for drinking. You're going to have to pay the man for drinking and driving. Um, but uh, if you have a problem with alcohol, you can beat it. Go get it taken care of so that you're not a danger to yourself and society. Because this pattern, uh, two alleged DUIs. In four hours, that's not a good one. All right, Brian Blade, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. How is the Midwest Wrestling Association? Ah, go good. It's going to be a busy, busy month. Well, tell us about it. Well, Friday night we're back in Lincoln at the Cornhusker Social Hall, seven thirty. Big, big show. We got former WCW star Dave Sullivan, former Ring of Honor superstar, the Beer City Bruiser, former TNA Impact superstar, Super Next. Sean Hot Stuff Hernandez. Um, we got our women's champion. We got we got four championship matches. Going to be interesting. Going to be a great all around night. And then Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, we're in Dorchester, Nebraska, at Tabor Hall. Um, some of the same guys, a little bit different cards, but uh, all three nights. 
they're going to be a great cars, and people need to get out there and get their tickets. I understand through Johnny Cadillac, who, oh, by the way, has his microphone ready to go, um, that your last visit and your last match didn't work out so well. Well, yeah, not, not for myself personally, it did not. Not for yourself not, uh, personally, but overall the show was great. Overall the show was great, yes. For me personally, it was not my uh, most shining moment, I would say. <laughs> but that chance, but you get a chance to keep going. I mean, champions and title holders win them, they lose them, they get them back, and I mean, around and around it goes, right? Right. So, it, you know, at some point, at some point, I will get him back in the ring, and uh, you know, we we will. Uh, I will settle a few scores. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was in the championship contract that Brian Blade has to wait six months before getting a title shot again. Well, I thought I could get rid of Van Johnson. That was, uh, it just, that was the big thing. I thought I could get rid of him. And it just didn't work out like that, like you'd planned. Well, I didn't quite expect Dave Sullivan to turn on me, me get hit with the championship belt, and all kinds of shenanigans go up and happen. So, you, you got it. Happened. You, I will. It sounds to you, It sounds to me like you're fighting. You know, you've got the match, but then you're you've got some insurgents that you're fighting in there, and some other uh, just crazy characters. Uh, what are some of the matchups this weekend you like here at, at the Cornhusker Friday night? Well, Van Johnson. Well, he has to take on Sean Hernandez, so I'm not even not even sure I'll ever get a rematch with him for the championship because I don't think he survives against Sean Hernandez on Friday night. But we'll see. If he somehow sneaks out of there, then we'll see what happens in the future. But uh, we'll see how that goes. We also got the American Heavyweight Championship between the Beer City Bruiser and Niles Plonk. Uh, we got Tag Team Championship match uh, between the uh, the Challengers of Crucible against the uh, Tag Team Champions Brian Romantic and Donnie Pepper Cricket. So it should be... Uh, That'll be an interesting match. And we have a no-disqualification match uh, with Levi McDaniel taking on Lincoln's own Kid Kamikaze. So uh, in the last matches, the last couple matches, Levi got disqualified in one. Kid got disqualified in the next one. So now we're just going to make it. Johnny Cadillac has made it a no-disqualification match. So neither one can get disqualified and actually get finished to the match. Whoa, Johnny, are you going to need to have extra security there for that one? Uh, I mean, we, we've got we a might. no, no disqualification match. I mean, it, it what, can, is there bad blood between the two? Oh, yeah, very much so. It could it, it could get nasty there. Uh, is that your assessment as well, Brian? Yeah, it's you know, that should get, you know, it, that one will probably get pretty wild. They don't like each other. They both want the, the uh, MWA Mid-States Championship and, so yeah, you never know what could happen. There's no DQ. I mean, you can use pretty much anything. Um, kid is probably going to have to be careful about the outside interference. He might want to talk to a few people, grease a few palms, and watch his back possibly, because Levi's got a few guys that help him out from time to time and watch his back. So uh, kid may have to uh, look into getting a little help. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been working with Johnny. Um, I'm trying to get him to be able to go off the third the third rope. <laughs> Turnbuckle, climb up, and uh, we're not going to do any kind of backflips or anything. I'm just oh, talking man. about a straight splash. Uh, boy, I don't even know if I can get to the top rope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will say this, though. If we're talking about friends and lack of friends, enemies, so to speak, 
won Christian Temple after getting lucky in the MWA Rumble match on January 27th, where he had every other competitor in the match at one point eliminate a certain individual while he sat sulking in the corner. He will be facing the return to singles action, my best friend, the Sieve, one-on-one this Friday night. Wow, Brian. Uh, oh, go ahead. Johnny stacking the deck against people, it looks like now. Now, now Johnny stacking the deck against people. All right. Well, he's been getting yeah, a lot of confidence here on the radio show. I mean, he's he's constantly I, leaning into the mic and uh, and putting these things together. Again, where can people find you on Facebook? I, you know, I know your your site's on Facebook mostly. Yep, uh, you find the MWA on Facebook.com backslash MWA Lincoln or Facebook.com backslash MWA Midwest. Um, I'm on Facebook as Brian Blade. So perfect. You, you know, find me there. Find the MWA there and. You're, Come on out. It's going to be a great time Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Cornhusker Social Hall Friday and then Dorchester uh, Saturday, right? Yep, we, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Night at Tabor, yep, it's a two-day event at Tabor Hall. Uh, you can get uh, you get wristbands at the door. It's $30 get you in for both days. Kids 12 and under at Tabor Hall are for the paid adults. So if you got a kid and you got an adult, then it's it's just thirty bucks gets you all get both of you in for both days for two huge events down there in uh, Tabor Hall at Dorchester. So you come to the door and get your tickets there. Um, there's also they, you can buy a table if you got eight of you, you can get a table there. Um, Lincoln, you can still get your tickets at ticketstripe.com backslash Lincoln March three, um, and you can get them at the door. All our front rows are sold out already. Tables are already all sold out. So we got general admission, but if you want to guarantee a general admission fee, buy it early. Um, because last show we were we were pretty darn close to that capacity, so we hope we can do that again this time. Ticket sales are going good, so if you want, make sure you get there early. Uh, you can come meet your wrestlers before the show, get some autographs before the event, get some merchandise, get yourself a hot dog and a hamburger at the concession stand, and be ready for a great night of wrestling. Yeah, that sounds great. So family friendly and uh, such a neat thing you guys do, uh, you know, at the, all the different levels of wrestling and bringing in national personalities and also the local guys. One of the things the audience who, you know, the, the audience member that pays attention would know that you're also uh, keen on, uh, we'll call it uh, civic issues, public awareness and and just different thoughts about what's going on in the world. What's been on your mind kind of across, say, the sphere of politics or society you know outside of wrestling well there's a lot of there's a lot of craziness going on in the world with uh you know you got people you know fear-mongering about nuclear war possibly and you know, part of me feels like the government of china and russia and the united states wants you to be scared mm. you know if, if if there's a nuclear war none of us gonna have to worry about anything anyway that is true when none of us would have to worry about anything if it was all out nuclear war <laughs> because it's gonna be over for everybody and, and the world leaders are there, but it's just a way to i'm not one of these people that, that think that oh the government might try to control the population but there's a little bit of fear in there you know it, it helps control people a little bit when there's a little bit of that fear and that doubt well this could happen yeah this i've talked happen. i'm not a i'm not a huge uh uh, the, what what has transpired in Ukraine over the last year? I'm not a huge fan of what I call kind of the slow escalation of it, uh, but I will say I I think that while a fear of a World War Three um, is a potential, I would say that it has kind of gone high and right, and there's a lot of fear mongering 
on a big scale about it that I don't necessarily think is warranted at this moment. But nonetheless, to your point, it does seem that fear dominates news cycles, you know, for the last decade. Well, fear, race, negativity, you know, sexuality, self, positivity. For some reason, we don't watch positivity. We don't, doesn't sell in the news, doesn't sell in the media. Maybe they don't even try it. Maybe, you know, maybe that's part of the reason why we don't know if it sells. But, you know, racism and, and negativity and war and death sure seem to dominate the news, and we sure keep eating it up for some reason all the time. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot more positives in the world than there are negatives, but you just don't hear about it because for some reason we'd love to hear about the negative and they'd love to show us the negative that go on in the world. And they, you know, and the media and the government loves to try to divide us. Yeah, I think that's what I really like about you and Midwest Wrestling Association is that, um, to your point, I mean, there is something to be said about the human psyche where we do like to go see the gladiator in the arena. Um, and we tend to like, you know, oh, a crash in NASCAR or whatever. But in the end, a lot of the news or a lot of the things have turned more negative and it, I would agree with you. It must sell or they wouldn't do it. And so a lot of the positive stories are buried out there. But I agree with you that the world, by and large, is way more positive. And that's why I think what you guys do, which is, one, just your personal hard work, you know, to remain a professional wrestler, you know, to put on a show, you know, for local communities, what families and kids can come see, right, as a living embodiment of hard work, entertainment, a little combative, right? I mean, using wrestling as the form, um, and uh, and you're, sure. you're you're talking with the kids, and so you start to see goodness in that um, because of the interaction. Um, but there's hard work that goes into it, you know, and it's not it's not the just you know gladiators to the death. I mean, it's co- competition, of course, but uh, entertainment as well, where you make yourself accessible to the communities, and I, I think that's a great way to counter the negativity that's out there. Right, and we want, you know, in for the two, two and a half, three hours our events go on, we want you to forget about your problems, forget about what's going on in the rest of the world, come cheer, come boo, come yell, come scream, come laugh, come smile, you know, come have a good time and, and forget everything else that's going on for that amount of time and just enjoy yourself, you know. Yeah. Who are the guys you love, who are the guys you hate, you know, scream, like I said, yell, come out, you know, if you'd like to have a beer, come have a beer, drink responsibly. If you need a designated driver that night, let us know. We will help you out. We make sure everyone gets home safe. If you like, you know, if you like food, we get there's popcorn and there's hot dogs and there's hamburgers. I mean, there's something for everybody. Plus, pro wrestling brings people together. It's a family-friendly event. And you know, I love doing it because I've been able, the lives I've been able to touch over the years of people I've been able to help just because of pro wrestling, people that have reached out to me. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a stepping stone to me to be able to help other people that need help from time to time. People just need, you know, just need a positive word or someone to listen or just, you know, they just need an outlet and that and pro wrestling can provide that. And, you know, if people need help, people need someone to listen to them, people, you know, just need a word of advice, you know, I'm more than willing to help. A lot of the wrestlers are willing to help. You know, if a lot of us, if, if we can help people and this and pro wrestling helps us help make society better, help make people happier, you know, that's, that's a bonus on top of everything we do. Yeah. 
And I think it does, to be honest with you. I mean, where where it goes back to, you know, I meet Johnny and it, it, it brings back great memories of me growing up and, and watching things and, and all of that. And then, you know, you carrying it forward uh, across here. I mean, it's just, like you said, it brings a lot of goodness. And I applaud you guys for putting it on. Give give my listeners the showtimes again in, in both places, and we'll let you get out of here. A Friday night, Cornhusker Social Hall there in Lincoln, you know, 2940 Cornhusker Highway. We're there. 7.30 is bell time. Uh, you come uh, 6.30, VIPs, front row, get in. Uh, table seats get in. 7 o'clock, we'll start selling general admission tickets. Everyone can come in for general admission. Um, Saturday night at 6.30 at Tabor Hall in Dorchester. You can come in and start coming in at 5.30. Uh, tickets are on sale online there also. Um, it's ticketstripe.com backslash uh, Tabor2023 for those. So if you want to get them early, you can get your bands early so you don't have to wait in line. Otherwise, there'll be plenty at the door. Same with it in Lincoln. Uh, plenty, of the, plenty of general admissions still be available at the door, but don't wait too long. Like I said, last time we uh, we were pretty close to capacity, so you can still get them there. Take a stripe.com backslash Lincoln March 3. Or, like I said, they'll be at the door. You just might have to wait in line a little bit. But the weekend looks nice, so come on out. We won't worry about snow or rain, but it's not warm enough. You, gotta, you want to stay outside. You want to come in and watch wrestling. Friday, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, we start at two o'clock in Dorchester in Dorchester Tabor Hall. Tickets will be the, you can buy tickets the same way. Um, you can buy one day tickets or you can buy two day tickets. Two day tickets are much better value than one day tickets. Um, but I understand not everyone can come both days. So come when you can and enjoy three days of uh, great pro wrestling in the area. Brian, uh, totally appreciate you taking the time to call in today and give us kind of the five W's, and I wish you the best of luck. Hey, thank you very much, and I appreciate you guys having me on so much. All right. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Brian Blade, uh, promoter, Midwest Wrestling Association, friend of the show. Uh, go check him out. We'll come on back here on 1499 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, closing up the show today. Uh, had Brian Blade on from the Midwest Wrestling Association. Go check him out uh, at the Cornhusker Social Hall. Uh, 7.30 is match time, if you will, kickoff time Friday night, as well as in Dorchester um, on both Saturday and Sunday. Johnny, what did you think about uh, my training modality I was talking about? Do you think we could ever get that, you off the top rope? Oh, man, that's, uh, that's, that sounds that's pretty daunting. And, but and being especially, up about six feet. Well, and at that moment, I was thinking about how bad my back is right now, so I was like, I got to heal, and then uh, I maybe start training a little well, bit. Well, so there's a chance. I, I would tell Never you, say never, Jack. I would love to see a, a straight-up splash by you <laughs> off of the rope on one of these guys, even though I know you're not wrestling, but you know the deal. You can get in the middle of these matches at times. Yeah, well, and everybody who follows MWA and even some of the listeners here knows how heated things are between Christian Temple and myself. So, uh, yeah, never say never. That's all I can say. Never say never. Uh, we've got uh, Senate candidate John Glenn Weaver on tomorrow. Uh, we're going to talk national security, hear his thoughts on everything going on, you know, with regard to U.S. national security. There's a lot going on, um, if you will. Thursday, uh, Senator mayoral candidate Suzanne Geist will be on the show. Uh, we'll get an update from her on the candidacy, maybe ask her a few questions. If there's questions you have, for either Senate candidate or mayoral candidate, uh, Geist, uh, just send them in on the text line tomorrow, and I'll pick them up and I'll get them asked. I have a pretty good hit rate of, of getting your questions asked to candidates, and uh, would be happy to do that. 
Appreciate it. Well, we're going to find out what happens with Nebraska versus Joe Biden and student loans eventually. I wish I had some info for you, but I don't. Um, And let's hope the Democrats will will help govern instead of impede the process of democracy down here at our state capitol. 1,499.3 KLIN.